0: It's funny, because these days, like I don't get any gas from beans at all. If I eat garlic, gloves are off. I'm like, clear the rooms, people. Hey
1: everyone, I'm Morgan, co-founder of Primal Kitchen, and welcome to the Primal Kitchen Podcast. Today, I'm excited to be sitting down with Crohn's disease survivor and holistic health coach, Unique Hammond, as she walks us through her journey to health with an unlikely hero, Beans. Over the years, we've heard conflicting reports of legumes. Are they good? Are they bad? Well, Unique is here to give us the scoop on how we can use them to our advantage. Before we get into it, a quick reminder, as always, any and all opinions and views shared by hosts and guests on this podcast are the speaker's own and do not represent the view of Primal Kitchen or its affiliates or parent company. Hello. Thank you so much for joining me
0: today, Unique. How are you? I'm fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, this is great. And where in the world are you? I'm in kind of like in Los Angeles, outside of Santa Monica. Outside of Santa Monica. Cool. And you know Mark from back in the day. Is that right? So far back. Yeah, I just, I it's funny because I, I, I think I met him in my 20s and now I'm here 45. So you know, it's been a while. I love it. Here 45, like stepping into this
1: massive career coaching opportunity, writing a whole diet protocol that's like blowing up in the world. So give us the lowdown. what is the bean protocol and how did you get here?
0: Wow, okay, yeah, loaded question. I'll try to keep it concise. Um, Really, believe it or not, and it would be the last thing that anybody would ever say to do, but I had Crohn's disease, severe Crohn's disease and was just basically whittling away and trying all the protocols out there. I was raised um, an omnivore and, you know, and healthy. My parents were very traditional California hippies and they were like, hey, you know, health is wealth. And, you know, when I left home, they were like, if it's between buying like a really great pair of shoes or eating well, like choose eating well. I'm like, yeah, right. But, you know, it was like the idea was there. They were really instilling how important diet was. And when I left home, my approach to health and diet became skin deep. It was really just about, uh, how do I look, you know, do I, do I look fit? Um, it really was less about how I feel. And I think that focus on not getting proper nutrients and working out all the time was just this perfect storm. And, you know, and I had stomach issues that were kind of transient, so I didn't really give them a lot of attention. Um, and it didn't interfere with my life. So I was like, meh, you know, um, and, in early thirties, the wheels fell off and my gut just hit the skids. And I thought I picked up a bacteria. You know, I kept thinking like, Oh, it's a bacteria. It's a, it's a parasite. Um, I kept coming up with excuses as to what it was and why is my heart racing at night? Every time I have an alcoholic beverage or why does my heart race all the time and why am I always anxious? And I I didn't start looking at these pieces that were kind of leading to this, to this, you know, this place of disease and until, I was severely ill and, um, and in the early days I really caught it. And I started seeing doctors and holistic practitioners and trying to figure out like what's going on with my gut and why am I, you know, having stomach pains and cramps and diarrhea. And, um, you know, we thought, well, maybe it is a bacterial infection, even though stool tests showed kind of an imbalance in the gut microbiome, but nothing that would be like, oh, you have a parasite. In fact, I never showed that I had a parasite, which I guess is pretty common, um, and did exploratory antibiotics, and then that just kind of that just the, then the wheels really fell off, and and my gut was just destroyed, and I was just in horrible pain. And then they diagnosed me with Crohn's, and and so after hearing the list of drugs that they wanted me on, and immune suppressants, and this and that, I was like, oh hell no, yeah. no no no, that's not my life. I'm too young. I'm thirty, you know, one years old, thirty two years old. I'm not going to do this. And then you know for the rest of your life is what follows that diagnosis. Yeah. And yeah. So it was like, you started to see signs of it or like a decade earlier, like in your twenties. Yeah. I start. I, I just had food intolerances that I didn't really understand what they were. It was like, I go out and have a meal and I come uh-huh. home and I'd, you know, and have a couple of drinks and my heart would be racing and I'd have, I'd be on the toilet all night. Um, And it would just kind of ebb and flow. And then I, Yeah. Yeah, it was just these transient gut issues where I was like, "Oh, it was just a bad meal," you know. I kept right. chalking it up to circumstantial stuff instead of this story that was building. I, I had no idea. Yeah, and so
1: what did they say that Crohn's disease was from? Like, what caused the Crohn's disease?
0: They say it's hereditary. Okay. Um, you know that you have this genetic disposition. So then, of course, I was like grilling all of my family members: Do you have gut issues? And do yeah. you have gut issues? And mom, does anybody on your side have gut issues? And I didn't really know my dad's family. So, um, I couldn't grill his side of the family. So maybe there uh, there's a mole hiding there, but, um, yeah, so nobody else. And then later, my sister, my younger sister never talked about it, but I remember being at her house for Thanksgiving and I was on the healing path and I was starting to make progress on the bean protocol. Um, and, I was watching her and I was like, she's got gut issues. I can tell she has that pained look in her face and she's moving just different. And it was something that I knew because I'd done that myself. And I was like, hey, do you have gut problems? And she's like, oh, the worst and migraines. And I was like, this would be good. I have something for you.
1: Yeah. Okay. So this something. So you're like, okay, I've got Crohn's. They want to put you on all this medication. Do you do
0: any of it? Or do you just, you're like, I'm out. It's funny because I actually still have all the bottles of medication in my bathroom and I weirdly don't want to part with them. There's like this sense of like you were just sitting there and I kept denying you and somehow knowing that I kept denying you gave me strength. Um, But I did one when I was really skinny. I dropped down to 90 pounds and I did a course of prednisone to, And then in that six weeks, I gained I gained weight back, and I was like 110 pounds. Ow! Um, and I'm five seven, so not good. Five um, 90 pounds, <laughs> like middle school for me. So that's oh, yeah. That's one like them, yeah, yeah. One of my clients then was like unique. Your your um, what is it the the tight jeans? What are they called? Skinny Blankings. jeans? Huh? Skinny, jeans? skinny, skinny jeans, jeans were loose. My my um, da- Basically, I was wearing my daughter's size 25 skinny jeans, and they were loose on me. Oh God! Yeah. yeah. Okay. And you're
1: just like feeling like no energy, like what else is going on? Are you having a period at this point?
0: That's the messed up thing. So um, when I got my period as a young girl, it was like Freddy Krueger was climbing out of my uterus. Yeah. It was horrible. It was like knocked down, drag out and just awful. And that lasted my whole life. And in my twenties, my OBGYN was like, Hey, you probably have endo. You fit all of the descriptions. You should probably have kids young. Cause we don't know if you can have them later. This is 22 years ago now. And, um, and it'll make your endo go away. Obviously we know better now, but so I was like, I had kids at 23 and 26 going, I'm going to fix my, my, my uterus problems. And really? then after that was my, like a motivation. Yeah. And were you married then? I was married. Yeah, I, <laughs> I was, I was married. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I was like, Hey, you, um, let's keep and... going. I got some problems <laughs> fixed. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> chop, chop. Um, and then my period pains came back. So it was obviously not the fix. Okay. So the messed up thing is that I was super skinny and these horrible, painful periods would come every single month so much so that i was like i want a hysterectomy like that's how bad because my crohn's was bad and it kept getting, it was getting worse and then my period would come and from ovulation till after my period i would just be in bed with a massive flare and horrible pain just like entire inflammation in my body so it wasn't just affecting my gut it was affecting it would radiate up my back and into my neck and For years, I just didn't sleep because I wasn't on medication. And I was really dedicated to this idea of a natural remission. Um, I was dedicated to this idea that if I could figure out what my body needed, then I could get out of this inflammation cycle and turn off this horrible autoimmune disorder. Um, And in, in the years that I was seeking a protocol to help me, I did all of the anti-inflammatory, anti-inflammatory diets. I boiled like, chicken like, bones yeah. for days, yeah. uh, did paleo, um, which was just too much fat. Cause every time I had all that delicious fat, it would just eject a ton of bile. And then that would just go searing through my poor little inflamed guts. And it was just, it was horrible. Yeah. Um, so I tried gaps. I tried, um, Ideas of AIP. Um, I tried the carb-specific diet, break, breaking the vicious cycle, and uh, macrobiotic, which actually, and then Ayurveda, which is actually interestingly close because it was beginning with the idea of legumes. But in Ayurveda, there's so much um, ghee that the the soluble fiber and beans was being bound up with all the fat. So yeah, um, and so when Karen's book found me, Karen is the creator. Of, and she doesn't call it the Bean Protocol. That's what I ended up calling it to make it more accessible. But she's the creator and the kind of the mastermind behind why and how this works. Okay. And so how did you find Karen? She wrote this obscure book that she self-published. And um, actually, a friend of mine found it. And I was home in a horrible flare at the time in bed. And just I was very antisocial. And she, I guess she dropped it off at my office not knowing I was out. And then three days later, she was like, I feel like I should pick it up and drop it off at her home. Because she texted me. She's like, hey, are you at the office? Did you get the book? And I was like, no, what book? I'm I'm home, like in really bad shape. And so she dropped the book off at my house and I left. And when she left, because I didn't want to see anybody. I mean, I had sores everywhere, which is very common for Crohn's. Yeah. And um, my hair was falling out at rapid fire. And uh, just... <laughs> so sexy. And I hobbled out there and I grabbed this book and I was just like, um, I, I was at the end of my rope at that point, which I think is such an, in, in most people's stories that you hear them overcome something, there is that breaking point when you're just done. And then in that almost final hour, the needle in the haystack is like, Hey, I'm right here. I'm right here. And so I picked up the book and it was like, you're going to eat a lot of beans. I was like, Oh, Oh fuck. No. Oh no, no, I'm not going to eat all these beans. You know, like, no. Wait, am I allowed to cuss on this? <laughs> oh yeah, I swear all the time. So when you in your office, what were you doing at this point in time for work? I was an executive producer. I was on sets with directors and traveling all over and just uh, and it was interesting because my my then bosses, who I adore um still, they hired me sick. They I in my interview I was like, look, guys, I'm really sick. I have this horrible bowel disease Crohn's and I may not always make it to work. And they were like, okay. And I was like, <laughs> it. Isn't it great? I'm like, who are
1: you guys? I know that's so nice. There are actually like some nice people in the world. It turns out right.
0: Yeah. They were like, well, you can work, you can do what you need to from bed. And, um, one of the partners at the time I didn't know had got issues too. So there was a lot of compassion there and they were just like, we love you. We love what you do and we want you on the team. So, so I was traveling all over. And then once I started the bean protocol, I was traveling all over them with the beam protocol. Got it. Okay, so you discover Karen you read this book what's this book called? It's called um they said it wasn't possible and then my response to that was no shit. No yeah, shit. okay. Yeah. Okay. And so how long then what happens? Do you like instantly I started diet, it. You just started. Yeah, I started because at the time I was eating white potatoes and meat. That was all I could eat. Um and and to say I was eating them is not it's not like oh I sit down and I have these white potatoes and this meat. It was like it was like, I, I could barely get it in. Um, I was nauseous 24 seven for years and in horrible pain. So I was just kind of like this, you know, chewing on cardboard a couple times every day. Um, so her book was pretty radical. If you can imagine, I feel like, and I say this a lot, we live in this kind of pseudo, uh, paleo world where, grains are bad and beans are bad. And, you know, and so this idea of like, Hey, I'm going to eat all these beans and this is going to help fix me. was just like, (laughs) you know, no, that's not, that's not no. Yeah. (laughs) It's hard. And that's how desperate I was. And in my book, um, I wrote, this is the desperation diet because it's nothing that you would choose to do as a girl. I avoided beans my whole life because, you know, gas and bloating and sexy things like that. So, Yeah and your book is called what?
1: Your taste buds are assholes. Taste buds are assholes. I love it. Okay. So you start the diet, how
0: long, what happens? Give me the experience. So I just start eating beans right away. I just start adding in beans to my potatoes and my meat and um and I remember going to work and and not feeling any different yet. Not, you know, it's like magic beans, wait, nothing happened. Yeah. Um and my boss was like, "What are you eating?" And I was like, "Beans." I'm like, "I'm going to heal through beans." And he, interestingly enough, at the time, he had this massive flare going on with his colitis, okay. and he was and he was in really bad shape. And I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna eat beans uh, to heal my colon." And he was like okay, cool. I'm going to try it. But he was like, when I say he's in bad shape, it was really an interesting coincidence that I ended up with a boss with an autoimmune disorder that autoimmune as well. Yeah, And um, he was supposed to actually lose his colon. And instead of going to the surgery, he canceled it and started the bean diet with me. Okay. And I was like, at night, because I I never slept. I was in too much pain. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to kill my boss. Like my boss is going to (laughs) die and it's going to be a lot of pressure. Yeah. It was a lot of pressure. It was horrible, Um, but he was fine. He actually got better before I did. Really? Yeah. How fast? Because he was like, I think within three, six months, he was noticing massive improvements and I was still having gnarly flares um, where I would come into the office for work and my bosses would look at me and be like, What are you doing here? And I was like, I'm here for work. And they're like, No, you need to go home. And most people couldn't tell I was sick on the outside. I was just really skinny. And in LA, that's like this, you know, Lahoo, you're so skinny. This is great. Yeah. You know, so you people. Doing? Yeah. What are you on? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it's called Crohn's. I'm yeah. Crohn's. Um And, but no they not tell. Coke, it's called Crohn's. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. It's not Coke, yeah. it's Crohn's. It's this new cool thing that just makes you poop your pants all the time. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so they were just like, yeah, you have to go home. And I was like, and that was very often, it was every month because every month when I ovulated, no matter how well I was doing on the protocol, that two weeks out of, at first it was three weeks out of every month. And then slowly it became two weeks out of every month. And so basically how I knew the protocol was, do, was working for me was that, um, you know, first it was, um, 20 minutes out of pain, then it was an hour out of pain. And then it was five hours out of pain. And then I would go into a flare and I'd be in a flare for two weeks. And then I'd get out the other side and I would have hours without pain again. And that's how I knew it was working because it was the first diet that, um, slowed down my bowel movements and, uh, started bringing down the inflammation. And it was, my boss is like a normal human would have never stayed with it. Like, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking yeah. like 3 to 6 months and you weren't like totally better like most people would just be like peace out. Well, yeah, cuz we live in a diet we live in a diet culture. People restrict and lose weight and or do a cleanse and then they go back to their normal eating habits, but my normal eating habits were kind of contributing to my demise. So I knew I had to change, but and I knew that if this didn't work that I was, you know, I was going to be doing these biologics and immune suppressants and possibly surgeries. And one of the GIs I said, I saw was like, this is, you'll probably have eight surgeries in your lifetime. And I was just like, so basically I'll end up with no intestine. And so there was a real urgency on my side to, um, to do it and, and will it to work. You know, I was like, this has to work because I've exhausted all of these other possibilities. And, um, And I saw my doctor. I wasn't being stupid. You know, I wasn't just like hiding in a hole eating beans. I was like going in every month and getting my blood work done and checking everything to make sure that. So he, and my doctor was on board because I, I saw him and I was like, I want to heal. And he was like, I want you to heal. And I'm, I support you. And we're just going to monitor you to make sure you're okay.
1: And so did blood work change at all? Like month over month?
0: Well, it's interesting because I never had high blood pressure in my life, but when you're in chronic pain, your blood pressure is just through the roof. So that was the thing. And he was amazing as well. Cause he was like, oh, your blood pressure is elevated, but it's because of the pain you're in. So you at know, the start, before you started the protocol before, but even during like okay. my, I would come in and my blood pressure would be elevated. Um, and it was just from the chronic pain I was in. So. Uh, he was amazing. Actually. I I didn't smoke weed at the time. And he was like, you're nauseous all the time. You have horrible pain. He's like, I've never written a prescription for marijuana. And this is, you know, 12 years ago, 11 years ago. And uh, he's like, but you're a candidate for weed. And I had two small kids at home. And I was like, I don't know if I want to start like, you know, puff the magic dragon. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and so for six months, I didn't fill the prescription. My husband's like, you must fill that prescription now. (laughs) And Karen, my my mentor and, you know, creator Karen was like, weed is, you know, a toxin. You don't want to take any toxins in. And I remember looking at the beans and being so nauseous. I mean, water made me nauseous. That's how sick I was. Yeah. Like literally I'd be like drinking it like, you know, like, and uh, so I filled it and then I just became the biggest I was just smoking 12 times a day because I was eating little meals 12 times a day. And I was little, every, before every bite I took, I had to smoke weed to not gag and vomit. Really? So then you became a bean eating stoner. Total stoner. I was, I was rolling the biggest fatties and then I felt my chest like not digging it. So I got Willie Nelson. I think he uses this allegedly uh, volcano. Okay. And it's like, it fills this bag full of vape and I was just, I'd be laying in bed at night sucking on this vape and I'd leave it by the bed. So if I woke up in the night, well, if I was nauseous, I just hit it. And I i was just stoned all the time. Oh my God. But it saved me. I, i, I to this day, you know, I don't know what I would have done if I couldn't have get, gotten the food and that I needed to wow. heal my body. I, Cause I was, I couldn't be principled about it at that point. It was really funny because the girls were super young and they were like, we smell a skunk. Mom. And I was like, damn it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love it. So then how long were you like a bean eating stoner? Then what was the next phase? So we
0: came in at like six months into the journey. Yeah. And I, I it took me a year and a half to go into remission. Okay. Um, and 18 so ha- months
1: later you went to your doctor and he's like, you look good yeah. or you just noticed your symptoms all went away.
0: Yeah. My symptoms were just slowly dissipating and slowly. I, I think the thing we don't often want slow results. We're a fast people. We want quick results. We're Instagram. We're this, we're that. We're, we're, we, we want to reply right away when we send a question, you know, we're not people that have a lot of patience and what the Bean protocol taught me was incredible patience. Yeah. Um,
1: what kept you going?
0: Determination. And that's, that was the interesting thing. What my boss was like, he was, cause he got a lot better quicker and so he was watching. That did that help you? Like- it did. At first, it was kind of a kick in the face because I felt like he was worse off in some ways than I was because there was more blood involved in his scenario than mine. Yeah, okay. And I was like, oh, and then he got better. And I was like, son of a bitch, like how, why? And at first I felt a kick, you know, just, just sucker punched. And then I was like, wait, it's possible. Yeah. He proves that it's possible. And if it's possible for him, then it's possible for me. Um, so I just kept going and looking at my alternatives and knowing that if I had to, I had the parachute of the medical path and, and I saw it as that it was a parachute. It was like, okay, pull the chute. It's time to go. And, um, and I think knowing I had that as well, just kept me kind of on the path and eating beans. And, you know, you're not eating any fat when you're on the severe diet. Like I, I work with the severe diet um, a lot. I have a lot of people who are coming to me for help who are on medication, by the way, and um, looking for help with their autoimmune disorders. So I work with it to this day, but it's it's intense because in the beginning stages, there aren't any fats because fats eject bile and bile is pretty intense when you have um, inflammation in the gut. So interesting. Yeah, it's super fascinating. Yeah. Okay, so you
1: how did you then connect with this author to become your mentor? So you read her obscure book. And then what, where is she? No, in- I
0: started eating beans and then I immediately reached out. Well, first my boss was like, I think we have to talk to her. And I was oh, like, okay. I think you're I love right. it. This yeah. is so Hollywood. They're like, yeah. we got to find her. And she did. And she had, um, at the time she was practicing, um, actively practicing she since has gone, um, where she doesn't personally practice, uh, and do consults anymore, but she has like, she offers courses and stuff like that which are phenomenal. Um, but we found her and immediately both of us, we started working with her and, uh, it was really funny because I, I became a a holistic nutritionist and a coach because what I realized on my journey with her is that I needed her to be a coach, but she wasn't, she was, you know, she's a nutritionist and a biochemist and, she's just and she comes from her background's from the army so she just gives you marching orders she's like go and you're just like ah. <laughs> like i need a little hand holding here and she's like yeah so you met her
1: and then you guys hit it off the three of you you your boss and karen
0: yeah 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 we all just started we worked um and she yeah she, i mean saved my ass literally i yeah. am here today you know, eight and not, almost nine years later and um, have never had a flare. And my only side effect is that I eat really well and take care of myself. So, and how's your boss doing? He's doing great. Every time I talk to him, uh, cause we parted ways a while ago. And um, every time I talk to him or see him, I love him. He, he like, I didn't have a coach. I didn't know anybody in my world that A had Crohn's besides him and B, was doing this crazy diet and we had each other in it. And it was, it was like, I don't know what you call it, but it was, it was a spiritual experience, having somebody to go through this crazy thing where we're talking on the phone, like, is this is fucking for real, <laughs> you
1: know, are we doing this
0: thing? Yeah.
1: No. Yeah. That's super cool. I had a friend from college had Crohn's and I actually lived with him in Hawaii for like four months with him and he and his fiance. And I mean, he would not, he couldn't really do anything because it was like, you needed to be within five feet of a bathroom, like all the time. And you had to be so careful with what you ate. And if there, I remember like one time I made brownies and there was like espresso in the brownies and he like ate some of the diarrhea. Yeah. And it was just like, Oh my God, this is so miserable. And his doctors, he was a football player. They thought his Crohn's was induced from like overuse of Tylenol or something like that.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. I had a client who had a colonoscopy because she was having gut issues and the GI went in there and they're like, do you use a lot of like, you know, painkillers? And she was like, yeah. And he's like, oh yeah, I can see where it eroded your colon. It's something people don't talk about, but. I was just, it was such a wake up call, but okay. So you, when did you leave and be, pursue this full-time then? So as soon as I went into remission soon after I left, because working kind of kept me alive in a lot of times where, because I had a, perp, you know, I, had, I was a purpose with my kids, but I had this other purpose. Like when they were at school, I was on email and, you know, or going into the office, I dropped them at school and going to the office for a couple hours. And the whole rhythm kind of kept me alive, you know, because I was so sick that there were times that I just didn't know if I was going to make it out. And so for me, and it was so much fun. They were so much fun and there was so much inspiration there and doing great projects. Um, so what, what happened is as soon as I went into remission, I was just like, I need some time to like live in this healthy body that for most of my life I took for granted. You know, I was like, I was healthy before I got sick and I, I didn't even appreciate it. I just, it just just was life because I didn't know anything else. Right. And so after being sick and getting and working my ass off to get healthy again, I just felt like I needed this moment with myself of like nothing. I needed to go nowhere and do nothing except like decide what was next. And so I left and within three months, I was enrolled in, um, health coaching. And then within six months from there, I was, or nine months from there, it was a 12 month course. I was enrolled to get my nutrition, um, certification. And in that time I wrote my book and then I took a job back Um, then I took another job because I hadn't, it hadn't really hit me that I was not going to do what I've always done for 20 years I'd done, you know, and so to deviate and become a health coach and a nutritionist, I, that was kind of not on the, not in the cards for me. I'd spent 20 years in the opposite direction. So, but once I wrote my book, people started finding me and then I would refer them to my mentor and just be like, you can work with her and then I'll coach you guys for free. So I just started coaching for free on the side, um, when I wasn't working. Did you know, you kind
1: of maybe wanted to be a coach, but you weren't ready to step into it. Like it's hard to step into a coaching role.
0: Yeah. And, um, yeah. And I, I mean, I loved the education, but I had trained as a life coach 15 years earlier and it, I'm one of those people that loves to do things for myself. It's yeah. like, Oh, I'm training as a life coach for myself and, and to be a better person. And I went to school, um, to coach. Cause I thought I'll just coach Karen's clients, you know? And then I was like, wait, I don't feel like I need, I know enough. So then I went, for two years to get that nutrition, that deep dive in nutrition. Where did you do both your programs? Here? I did IIN. Okay. I did their 12-month program back in the day. And then I did the Bowman College in oh, cool. uh, Berkeley. Yeah. yeah. And I loved it. I loved I loved all of it. But uh, yeah. And like, if you see my bookshelf, it's like the eternal stack of books. And marks are on there too. I love um, yeah. And so, but even then, and it was interesting because my then, the company I was with then, they, my boss woman, a woman, she was like, you're going to do this. This is what you're going to do. And when I, my book came out, they celebrated it and they were like, this is so great. And gave everyone to our clients. And, um, but yeah, at the the time I was still under the delusion that I wasn't going to do it. I was like, oh yeah, I just put this book out there because I want people to know who are suffering and feeling hopeless that there is hope. And maybe it's not this diet, but like, if your desire is to do something naturally just know that there's probably out somebody somebody out there that can help you do it. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. Very cool. Okay, so let's get into like what is the bean protocol then. So-, so, the
0: one that I work with, I mean I work with all of them. I work with the severe version, but my online course is really for women because the other incredible side effect that I wasn't doing the bean protocol for but ended up happening is no more endometriosis, no more painful periods, no more tender breasts, no more PMS. You know, my partner can walk into the room without me looking like at him, like, why are you here? Um, and I had pretty, I had really bad PMS. And um, so all of that's gone. So with that knowledge and working with Karen over the years and seeing all of these people really get these incredible results, um, I created an online course that's basically an eight week reset that helps women reset their gut and their hormones Love over it. an eight week period. So very and cool. then the bean protocol basically is a whole Foods diet with a focus on fiber. That's how I really present it to people. Uh, and for people with imbalances, you know, I was reading somewhere that our ancestors ate a hundred grams of fiber a day, and most people get maybe five to ten. Yeah, So there's a real deficit in and also today's world is so much more toxic than our ancestors, I feel like, that having a way to support your body detoxing properly and having proper bowel movements is such an important component to health and wellness. So my little reset course is basically takes all of my knowledge of the last, you know, nine years and distills it into, um, a very approachable way to help get a handle on maybe becoming a more conscious eater and resetting your gut and hormones in the process. I love it. And are there things like, so you said
1: there's the severe, so do you work with people one-on-one if they have like a severe situation? Yeah, and then like, protocols. Then there's a bean protocol just for everyone, or like mm-hmm. would be anyone, anyone could do this. Yeah,
0: and yeah, anybody could do it. I'm actually coming out with a book that anybody can do. Okay. Um, and it's basically it's just called the Bean Protocol, but it's a longevity of health plan. It's not a deep dive, severe, because I, I real to this day, I feel like that needs more attention, you know. I feel yeah. like like I couldn't have done it on my own, is guess is what I'm saying. So I think a portion of my practice will always have some one-on-one coaching. Um, and it does like, I build protocols for people, uh, with more severe hormonal imbalances or gut issues or, um, yeah. Yeah.
1: And you know, I heard about you, I think through Julie Bauer. So, um,
0: I know she like,
1: I don't know if she worked out with you one-on-one, but I know, yeah. I know she like did the beam protocol and it, it, it
0: like healed her skin. Is that right? Yeah. She looks amazing. And, and hormones. Um, she, yeah, she, it was really funny when she's, she did, she did my online cor- course and she reached out to me and I was like, wait, she's paleo. Yeah. And I was like, mm, you're paleo. And she's like, unique. I'm for whatever works. So yeah. if this is going to work. She's I'm great. for it. I yeah, could be like, just like loving each other. She's like, so no bullshit. I love her. She's hilarious. She is. She's so straightforward. And there's something about that exchange that everything is above the boards you know if she was struggling with something she'd text me and we'd talk about it and we'd I'd kind of shift her and then she'd go off again and and she's just such a dedicated self like starter you know like she sure. yeah so yeah. she's oh, a pleasure to work about it. because i mean she's had
1: quite a journey for those listening that don't know like i mean accutane like crazy stuff for the acne like and this was seemed like just to be the most transform transformational thing ever so she's a big believer it's interesting cuz you know, I think there's a Mark and I always talk about this, but beans and legumes being one of them. They're like been like demonized in the paleo space, and they were much more so demonized like eight years ago, right? And then mm-hmm. people like Mark took a more you know primal stance on it, which was like, hey, if you can tolerate them, like it's actually fine. Same with dairy; that was like a stance Mark took mm-hmm. as well. Like, there's actually mm-hmm. a lot of evidence to support that you probably don't need to be full on dairy free unless mm-hmm. you have a personal issue with it. And so he reversed course on the legumes. A while ago. So I think that, mm-hmm. I think the movement, you know, has room for something like beans personally, but that's just me.
0: Um, I do too. I do too. And, um, and, and the science shows uh, that cooking them removes any of the concerns that people might have about them like lectins. And then there's even more research that shows that phytic acid is cancer protectant for the colon. So there's actually these interesting benefits. I think whenever you have a you know, a black or a white, there's always kind of an interest. You can make a, a case for either, right? Like, yeah. but in my, in my years on the bean protocol and supporting people through the bean protocol, I've had very few people who are actually don't do well with beans. Interesting. Yeah.
1: Now tell me something. I like always feel guilty about this. The canned beans versus like this whole, like, it seems like I would eat more beans if I just would say like, it's fine that they're from a can, but like the whole soaking and I've tried to cook them in the instant pot. I just like, if they take a long time, like what's your, what's your opinion on this? I
0: ate canned beans for a long time because standing up straight was hard for me for a long time. And the idea of standing at the stove and having to watch beans was like death to me. And also was just fatigued all the time. So to me, it was like, open the can of beans, rinse them warm them up, throw them into, you know, at the, for a long time, I didn't eat any, I couldn't eat any spices. I couldn't eat raw foods for a lot of my clients. They can throw them into salads and you just start to slowly integrate them into your life. Um, you know, most people's like myself, most people's relationship to beans are eating that chili with way too much cheese and then feeling like crap and bloated and horrible. So to me, if somebody has not had beans in their life, you just want to integrate them slowly, you know? Yeah. And, any beans? All beans? All beans? Yeah. Some people do. I did well with black beans. Some people don't do well with black beans at all. Some people do well with mung beans. Some people do well with lentils. Red lentils seems to be when I have clients who are sensitive, red lentils seem to be the ones that they can tolerate the, the best. Interesting. But it's really different. So different.
1: Yeah. I've, so everyone just needs to experiment on their own and see. And then, do you think it's like, say, I don't have a therapeutic use for it? Do you feel like everyone should be eating more beans?
0: Everybody needs more fiber, and fiber and beans are a great way to get that additional fiber in. Because I feel like you can only eat so many vegetables, you know. So adding some beans into your salad, and you don't have to take away your fat. You can put your fat in with there and your protein in there, and just integrate them. You know, I I don't think you're ever going to have a, you know, nothing bad will come of having more fiber.
1: Yeah, no, that's very
0: valid, and I think you would have
1: to eat a lot of like vegetables to make up the amount of fiber that's in beans. I mean, how much? iceberg lettuce, or I mean, I don't know, red peppers, green beans, green beans have
0: green beans have good fiber broccoli. Um, I mean, most foods, I I do a lot of leafy greens. I do a lot of kale and chard and um, stuff like that. So you do, but I would say grains have a lot, which we don't eat a lot of grains, right? Right. So um, beans have dietary fiber, soluble. They kind of hit all of the fibers. So they're kind of an awesome food. And again, like I have a thing for them. So yeah, I hear you. A little bias. And are you eliminating other things or are you just focusing on adding beans? I don't eat any sugar, um, because autoimmune disorders and most diseases in the world are run by inflammation, right? Like you can track most disease back to either a toxic exposure inflammation. So I just do not have sugar. Isn't part of my vocabulary. And before I got sick, sugar was my main squeeze. It was like, I had a very toxic relationship with sugar. So, um, I'm, I was, I kind of had to face down that demon and just be like, you're, you I'm breaking up with you. Yeah. I find it
1: sometimes easier just to be like, I don't do that than to have to make the willpower decision. Like every time, like, am I going to have the
0: brownie? Am I not? I'm going to have the cookie. Am I not? Yeah. Yeah. Just- I read, um, and, and I really came to terms with that relationship where I was just like me and sugar are not a thing. Does it mean that I don't have some from time to time? Yeah. It shows up, but there isn't a relationship there. I don't think about it. I don't want it. I don't crave it. If my daughter bakes something or, if or I'm at a thing and somebody says, Hey, taste this. I'm um, I'll do it. Like I I'm not like, you know, But it's just not in my life. It's just not part of my dialogue. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about the big thing that I can't believe we haven't even talked about yet, but gas.
1: Like, (laughs) is this like the number one reason why people are hesitant to start or like, how do you handle this?
0: Yeah, it's a big one, which is why no matter how much I tell people to start with a tablespoon of beans, if you're not used to eating them, I can say that till I'm blue in the face. And then the next email I'll get is, I'm so gassy and I'm so bloated. And I'm like, oh yeah, well, tell me how much you ate. And they're like two cans of beans. And I was like, well, yeah, because your little microbes are fermenting them like mad dog because they're not used to getting them and you're just blowing up like a fart balloon. And, you know, so it's like really going slow and integrating them. What's interesting is some of my clients, like Julie, like I think she had a week where she felt a little gassy and that was it. And then I have other clients where it can take six months for that gas to go away because their microbiome is just having a field day with it. So um, it's really individual but I have a lot more clients these days that their body with that slow integration, their body does fine with it. Uh, honestly with Crohn's disease, it's so unsexy between the bathroom sprints and the gas. Do you I, know? I was just at the point where I was like, man, yeah, you know, just like bring on the gas baby. But yeah. it's funny because these days, like I don't get any gas from beans at all. If I eat garlic gloves are off. Interesting. Yeah. I'm like, clear the rooms people. What (laughs) does a day of eating look
1: like for you? For you just right now where you are, I'm assuming
0: maintenance program these
1: days. Okay.
0: Yeah. So, um, for years I could not eat raw. I still, my gut could not, even though I was out of inflammation, my, my microbiome. When you say raw, like no salads, no, no salads. (laughs) Yeah. So I just waited a long time to really integrate raw foods. So these days I can eat raw foods. I can eat everything, which is the crazy thing. I had a laundry list of food sensitivities when I was rolling into Crohn's years. And since healing my gut and building a healthy microbiome, I literally can eat anything. I can eat bread. I can eat dairy. I can, I choose not, I like, I'm not a big dairy consumer. Just it's not my flavor profile. I'm not drawn to it. Um, if it's in something I don't mind, I'm like, Oh, hello. Um, but I would say normal, I, I eat a lot of home food. I'm not a big out person in general. If there's a social reason or once a week, I might go out. Um, but I wake up, I have beans. My jam right now is Navy beans, a seven minute egg or two. Um, I call them breakfast greens, which is kale, chard, whatever else I want to throw in there, red peppers, And I'll have a medley of greens and, um, then usually a little bit of sauerkraut. And, and then right now I'm plopping that on a big bowl of arugula and fresh tomatoes. And I'm just like, and I'm, 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 I'm happy. Yeah. That sounds amazing. It's amazing. And so what's interesting is I think what's going to happen and I could be wrong. So I'll say that now. Um, but I think the future of food is going to be based in our genetics, right? Because I tried to be a vegan and I have a lot of vegan clients who can be vegans. Like they do really well, but that's not, I'm not that person. And I had my genetics done and it was like, yeah, no, you need meat. And I was like, I knew it. I, like I just, where'd you have your genetics done? Um, there's a couple of companies out there that do them, um, that are really wonderful. Um, did you want me to name names? Yeah. Yeah. I think people. Um, there's inside tracker. Okay. And, um, they're a really great company and they'll analyze your genetics or send you a genetic test and analyze it to to do with your um, nutrition. And I thought it was really beneficial to do a genetic makeup with your nutrition because it then can help inform better choices and better decisions. It's not a perfect science in my opinion. It's far from it because in mine, it was like, you can drink coffee and I cannot, like, I literally get anxiety and it's horrible for me. And it was like, drink coffee and have red wine. And I'm like, Ooh, no, and no, (laughs) you know? So it's, it's, you know, but I thought it was pretty phenomenal and it was like, yeah, you, and it's interesting because I have all of these liver weaknesses, um, where my weaknesses show up are in send a liver pathway. But one of the interesting thing is, is that I overproduce ghrelin. And for those who don't know what that is, it's a hunger hormone. Yeah. So I literally can eat all the time and never feel satiated for longer than an hour. Um, hey, and right. then I'm hungry. Yeah. Pregnant. Yeah. I'm like pregnant all the time. Depressed. And in my genetics, and I knew that as a kid, I'm like, how come I'm always hungry? And it was so such a bummer for me. Cause I was like, I'm hungry all the time. Yeah. And in my genetics, it was like, you overproduce ghrelin so that you need to start your day. You need to work out, start your day working out and you need to eat fiber. And since I've been on the bean protocol for this last nine years, I start my day with a big thing of fiber and I'm not hungry all the time. Yeah. Interesting.
1: Okay. So what's lunch? You've already had like basically a salad plus eggs plus sauerkraut
0: beans and yeah. And veggies. And then I I'm always doing beans, protein, veggies, and I've worked in sauerkraut these days. I was never big into fermented foods because when I had Crohn's, um, I drank a lot of kefir and it just ruined me. So I was, I thought it was all fermented foods, but lo and behold, I can eat, I can eat sauerkraut. Mm -hmm. um, so, but basically every one of my meals when I'm home is beans, protein. Like today I had grass fed, um, uh, brisket and Navy beans and a pile of vegetables and then tomatoes and fresh food. So it's basically, my meals are pretty, like, I'm one of those people when I lock into something and it feels good and I feel great. I don't need convincing. I'm like, yeah, I'm there. I'm there. <laughs> If I go out, I'll have whatever I want. But funny enough, my husband's like, usually you get beans. <laughs> you're like, yeah, I
1: know. Because it makes me feel good. Um do you you mention a lot of navy beans. Do you like rotate yourself through which beans you do kind of get on like a bean and then you move on to another bean
0: or yeah, I get a little obsessive about That's a bean. Um, like people who follow me on Instagram will be like, Unique, you're literally made of a chickpea and now I'm ma- made of a navy bean. Because for years I couldn't tolerate any bean but black bean. Oh um, it was the only one that didn't make me, you know, a, a fart balloon. So, and bloated and uncomfortable. So, I, now oh, that I have, beans. yeah, now I'm just, I go through these things where I had this mad love affair with chickpeas for a couple of years and now I'm, now I'm onto Navy beans. So, yeah. Hey, have you heard of this brand Brahmi? They make like lupini bean snacks. Yeah. Yeah. I've tried them. I'm, I'm, I'm neutral on that one. I like love them. But- really?
1: Yeah, I the snack on them all the time. There's like a little. I'm in Michigan at my in-laws, and there's this little like wine and cheese
0: shop, mm. and they have like imported Italian lupini beans. And I'm. Ooh, I see. I think that would be nice. Yeah. I have not tried that your imported fancy bean, but um, I would I would probably be into that. And now I love because when I started eating beans, you know, I was like there wasn't a lot of options. There's canned and dry, and I became a member of Rancho Gordo for years. Cause every month I would get this like goodie <laughs> basket of all these different. Oh wait, tell us about beans. that. I want to join this. What's Rancho Gordo? Rancho Gordo is this, um, this, um, heirloom bean company. I think they're in Sonoma or somewhere and they provide like all the fancy restaurants, fancy beans. And they have this very coveted bean club that is very hard to get into because it sells out really quick, but you're basically at these variety of heirloom beans show up at your house, I stopped doing it years ago. Now I just buy, I literally buy 10 pound, 25 pound bags of my favorite beans from like Edison Granary or Purcell Farms, and they just show up and I'm like, yes, my beans. Cause now I cook. I'm a I'm a bean cooker, you know? No more cans. Yeah, no more cans. Okay. So what
1: does it look like your bean preparation then? I soak am yep, soaking.
0: Mm-hmm. I soak on a sun, a Saturday. I cook, I batch cook on a Sunday. I find for anybody who's trying to do any kind of protocol, whether it's um, like I don't have time to cook during the week. So if I don't batch cook, then, then I'm just really hungry. So, um, so I batch cook on Sundays and then I do usually a midweek soak on a Tuesday. I'll soak and try to cook something on a Wednesday or Thursday for more beans. Um, I always keep canned beans in the house just in case, but I do suggest anybody who wants to get on this protocol or, or really be successful in any protocol is to batch cook on the weekends, especially if you don't have time. Like I just don't have an abundance of time. Yeah. I, I need to go now. I'm like really motivated to go order. big bag. It's so Yeah. Good. It's, it is really funny when the guy delivers 25 pounds of chickpeas. When I was in my chickpea phase, the guy was like, here you go. And I was like, yeah, you're like, you have no idea.
1: There's so much joy in this bag, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and how are you cooking them then? Are you just cooking
0: them on the stovetop or doing instant po- instant pot? I, for years I was like a bean, like I had a bean, a special clay bean pot that I cooked in that I ordered from Santa Fe, you know, and it was like this beautiful bean pot. And I would only cook in that bean pot. But then as my practice took off, I would burn beans all the time because I would lose track of time on coaching calls or whatever. And I was like, all right, I converted the pot. It is. So how long how do you cook? I, I feel like I cannot get the instant pot right sometimes. Like. You have to play with it a little bit. It's really funny um, because it's all about how long you let it sit. Right. So in my book, I will have instant pot instructions for different beans. Um, But I have, I go through, it's really funny. I'll do seven minutes pressure on high on the bean stew setting on the Instapot. And then I'll let it sit for a good 30 minutes. And usually that combination is perfect for my beans, but I always let them soak overnight for eight hours And I like them soft. So if you like them with a little bit more of a a texture, then you probably have to dial it back and yeah. Okay. Because some people decompress the pot. I don't, I let it do that naturally where this, I don't let out the steam. If you let out the steam, then you can have them raw. And then people don't know what to do then. And I'm like, just close it back up and give it a couple more minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Like you don't have to throw out your beans. Mm -hmm. Okay. Makes sense. And
1: God, this is less like,
0: this is quite a journey you've been
1: on here. (laughs) This is an yeah. Evolution.
0: yeah <laughs> and, and I didn't know I was so routined. Like I've actually, am a pretty routine person. Wake up, work out, eat my beans. All right. Start my day. Yeah. And you have not had a flare in 10 years, eight years. No, no, no flare. I even went to Mexico and taunted the bowl. You know, um, I went there, but I was really careful. I never washed my hands out and I never ate with my hands. And I was like, I'm really not going to get anything in Mexico. And on the last day we go out and we get chips and I had to use the bathroom and I wash my hands and I eat a chip and that dysentery hit me like a bag. Like it just, and at first I was like, these feelings are so familiar. Cause I lived like that all the time. And I had a flight later that day and it was not pretty. It was not pretty, but I got home. I got on a version of the bean protocol And within five days I was back to normal, but it's things like that that can cause people with gut autoimmune to have a flare. And I didn't, I was like, wow. All
1: right. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. And how
0: many people are you working with
1: right now? Like how has your, how has this movement grown? Cause it seems like it's all anybody's talking about.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. I hope, Um, you know, I don't even know the number. Um, I have an international clientele um, and I just feel really, a lot. Thin- You're busy. yeah, I'm busy. I, I, uh, but I, I also cap it. Like I don't, I don't, I'm not going to overwork myself and I don't want to juggle too much. So, um, I'll be cutting my hours even more just to kind of, um, give myself a little more time to work on recipes and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I'm, I have a busy practice and I've been help, able to help so many people. It's been really an un- incredible, the fact that I get to do this every day is pretty incredible. Yeah, for sure, it's amazing. What about other sources of fiber like chia, flax, psyllium husk? What about bonds and
1: noodles? Like, what do you think about all these things?
0: Yeah, they're all they're all great. It's just beans have the most soluble fiber of any food because I'll get a lot of people going. I don't like beans, unique, but I'll eat oatmeal. I'm like, you'd have to eat like five bowls of oatmeal for a half a cu- or a cup of beans or a half a cup of beans, right? The ratio is just blown out. So beans are kind of like this little superior little magic bean. Yeah. At- say i soak beans can you soak them too long you can you can ferment them and then they will just give you horrible diarrhea and gas okay fermenting beans is not a good thing fermented sauerkraut good thing fermenting beans bad if you smell them and they're in the fridge and they smell just a tiny bit not right just get rid of them okay (laughs) you will not have any worse diarrhea than eating a bean that's gone bad really yeah like if you're feeling like you need to clear out interesting for my mm-hmm. beans because mm-hmm. okay. I feel like sometimes I soak them with the
1: intention of cooking them and then I like get distracted and then I'm like oh these have been in here like two days I wonder if I can still cook these no no, no. eight hours at max
0: yeah eight to ten hours is good yeah but if you if, if they've been hanging out there growing mold you want to definitely get rid of them yeah okay that makes sense um all right. So your book and you've got, you said you got a new book coming out. Yeah. Called the bean protocol. Um, I'm just assembling it now and it'll be ready to go soon. I've got all the recipes. I've got the protocols. My mentor wrote the forward for me, which I'm really excited about. And uh, yeah, that's going to be coming out this year. I love it. Okay. I just have like
1: a few more, like just quick questions to know where you're at right now, but like, okay. In health and wellness, like what are you most excited about besides beans right now? What's, what's inspiring you these days?
0: Honestly, it's genetic testing. Um, I'm really excited by that. I think that it'll answer the question for a lot of people of what they should be eating um, and how they can best support their body's strengths and weaknesses. So I'm really, I I kind of geek out about that stuff, to be honest. And then for me, it's also this new education um, that's happening. And I think we've seen this movement happening for a while where people are told to get outside. Like we're not indoor plants. We're outdoor animals. Get outside every day, be in the sun, you know, ground your feet in the dirt, like get get dirty, be outside. Yeah, it's so interesting. Everyone I've interviewed has brought
1: up this, like I'm outside at sunrise or sunset. Like yeah. this is definitely a big thing right now.
0: Setting that circadian rhythm. Yeah, yeah. it's, um, I think because of technology, we're all indoor plants and, and we're kind of dying because of that. We're lack of vitamin d you know, lack of, um, microbes, like there's so many reasons. And then we're sitting on our phones at night and having poor sleep. So this yeah. kind of movement towards get outside is really
1: beautiful. Yeah. Aside from your mentor, who's inspiring you these days, like who are you following on social media that you're loving?
0: I don't, you know, I don't spend a lot of time on social media. I, I obviously follow paleo OMG cause, yeah. um, you know, I, and I try not to spend a lot of time on social media, to be yeah. honest, because, um, it just, it doesn't, it doesn't help me. So I try to get on and get off. Um, but I love, I love following um, Gaber Mate um, because he talks about trauma. And I really think that a lot of people's health issues come from trauma um, and um, paleo Um Who else do I follow? I'm blanking, but I follow a lot of people who develop recipes. I love following chef, um, chefs and, you know, people who really work with food. I'm inspired by that. What else? Who else? It's, it's really pretty random. Uh, organic Olivia. I was recently on her podcast. I love following her. Yeah. She's great. She's really great. Um, I love what she's doing. So she likes beans. So I'm a fan of that too. Yeah,
1: that's great. I love it. And I love that you're not spending much time on social media. I feel like it's killing us, man. It is It
0: is. It is. When I get my Apple, um, uh, like usage, I'm on my phone a lot because I'm on for calls and stuff like that. But, uh, it's like you were on your phone on social media for an hour and a half each day. And I'm like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's good.
1: It's really good. Um, okay. What, let's see, what's a weird health hack you're doing that? Like it doesn't relate to eating beans that other people wouldn't expect.
0: Um, Besides sun and besides beans, what else are you doing? Like, What workouts are you doing these days? I'm doing body weight workouts just okay. because of COVID. I haven't been hitting the gym. I, do, I love doing weight training, but I've been doing body weight workouts and walking and little, sometimes when I walk, I do sprints. Uh, and I love that, but mostly I love working out with the sun when it's coming up in the morning. I'm out there working out. I'm outside. It's great. Okay. And then I have to go because I just
1: realized okay. I'm, I have a client. You're late. All right. Well, this is wonderful. <laughs> Thank you so much. Can you just give a big, like really quick where people can find you so they yeah. can follow along if they want to reach out for more help?
0: Yes. Yes. Um, so if you want to find me, I'm on Instagram at um, either the Beam Protocol or Unique Hammond. You can find me at yourgreat.com, which is my website and um, my blog. And you can find all the the stuff I've done for press and podcasts and all that stuff. Awesome. Thank you so much, Unique.
1: Appreciate it. Thank you. Have a great day. Bye-bye.